Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Dion Gordon Podcast. I am your host, the connoisseur of common sense, the purveyor of authenticity, showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic, pipping hoes and clocking the grip like my name was Dolomite Dion, Tyree Gordon. Enough of the bullshit. Let's get to work. The question on my mind today, the biggest thing I'm thinking about, the biggest thing I'm obsessing about, is who was going to play quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers in the 2021 season? Who will be QB1 when the new season starts? Last Friday, three days ago, big news, blockbuster trades, sending shockwaves throughout the National Football League. My beloved San Francisco 49ers finally developed a spinal cord, finally decided to take my advice and be assertive and be aggressive and stop being passive, make a move. Announced to the entire world, you are no longer fucking around. You were in the business of finding the franchise quarterback that has eluded this franchise since the mid-90s. From Steve Young to Jeff Garcia to Colin Kaepernick to Alex Smith to Giovanni Carmazzi to Trent Dilfer to Cody Pickett to Sean Hill to Troy Smith to Jim Drunken Miller to Troy Smith to... C.J. Beathard to Nick Mullins, Brian Hoyer to Blaine Gabbard. And everyone in between, the San Francisco 49ers have not had a legitimate franchise quarterback since the mid-90s. The closest thing we had to that was Colin Kaepernick, and we all know what happened to him. He got blackballed from the National Football League. We currently have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster, but Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play football every week. Jimmy Garoppolo has missed 23 football games in three seasons, and even when he does play, he is consistently inconsistent. There are a number of deficiencies in this game. He is not the franchise quarterback that some people in the 49er fan base believe to be. Uh, the game tape, the film, the football game itself as broadcast on television, the numbers show otherwise. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the franchise quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. It's not just me who has this opinion. Apparently, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have this opinion. Otherwise, they would not have made the blockbuster move they made last Friday. In case you missed it, last Friday, the San Francisco 49ers traded their 12th overall pick a 2022 third-round compensatory pick and first-round picks in the 2022 and 2023 NFL Draft to the Miami Dolphins for the third overall selection in the 2021 NFL Draft. In doing so, as I said, they announced to the world, we are no longer fucking around. We are finally going to be assertive and aggressive and go find our franchise quarterback. I cannot express enough how happy I am to see that my favorite football team finally made an assertive and aggressive move. They finally figured it out, and they're going to go get their franchise quarterback. In particular, Kyle Shanahan is going to finally go get his franchise quarterback. I've been saying for the longest time on this podcast that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch's job are on the line this offseason. It is incumbent upon them to go out and find the guy they believe to be the franchise quarterback. They've been saying for the longest time in the media that Jimmy's their guy, that they're fine with Jimmy. Jimmy's a good quarterback as long as he can stay healthy. And that's all smoke and mirrors. You say that because you're thinking about training Jimmy and you don't want to just completely shit on him in public because if other teams see you shitting on him in public, they're going to be like, well, why should we trade for him? No, you want to make Jimmy look good. You want to sell the best parts of Jimmy Garoppolo. You want to say, well, he is 24-8 and eight as a starter. He did lead the team to a Super Bowl in the one year he could stay healthy. He did lead that team to a 13-3 and three regular season, a division title, the number one seed in the, in the NFC playoffs. Look at his win-loss record, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. You want to make Jimmy look good for potential trades, but we all know that's bullshit. We've heard many coaches, many GMs over the years say that quarterback so-and-so is their guy their long-term quarterback for the future. They believe in him, they trust in him, and then that quarterback is shipped out sooner after. I remember 
Cliff Kingsbury saying that Josh Rosen was their guy and then they got rid of him and then drafted Colin Murray. As I've said before, NFL quarterbacks in, in this current NFL, in this day and age, are coming and going at a higher rate than ever before. We are a what have you done for me lately league, the NFL, and a lot of, for a lot of people, the NFL stands for not for long. And when you underachieve and underperform and don't play at a high level, and in the case of Garoppolo, you do all that and you don't play football every week, is a very high likelihood that your team is going to grow frustrated with you and try to get rid of you and try to upgrade and move on with a different option. And that's what's happening to him, and that's what should happen to him. You're not on the field. You're not available. You're not playing football every week. And when you are on the field, the offense looks a certain way. It's not as dynamic and as explosive as other offenses. You are limited. We can't open up the entire playbook. We can't take shots downfield. You only average a 7.1 yards as far as depth per target. You're not throwing it past 15, 20 yards with regularity and with success and with accuracy. You are not the guy. This is a football team that's stacked on both sides of the football. Offense, defense, you look at every positional group of this team, there aren't too many holes in the San Francisco 49ers. The biggest thing holding them back is the quarterback position. So with that being said, and with the trade that went down last Friday, I want to talk about in this podcast who I think will be the draft pick, what I think the 49ers will do in 2021 going forward with the quarterback, and just kind of go down all the possible options and possibilities of who could be playing the quarterback position for the San Francisco 49ers this season. So let's first, let's start with the trade. First, let let me paint a picture. I'm at work. This is Friday, um, about 10 o'clock a.m. local Pacific time, 10 o'clock in the morning. I just got into work. I work a 12-hour shift from 10 to 10. I sit down in the break room. I'm enjoying my morning tea, my green tea with my beet juice powder in it. Guys, stay healthy. Guys, stay righteous. I'm going through my phone. You know, the big controversy on social media that everyone's talking about was that Derek Jackson fiasco with this scam artist, this fraudulent, hypocritical piece of shit being revealed as a serial cheater, as someone who abuses his wife and cheats on her repeatedly and, you know, things of that nature. And this guy's supposed to be a relationship coach, a relationship guru, and for so many years he's been deceiving women by sitting in the driver's side of his Ford F-150 and denigrating black men. And now come to find out this guy's everything that he was warning women about. He's a piece of shit. He's a fuck boy himself. But uh, everyone's talking about that, and I'm looking at this dude and just laughing at him because I think he's a piece of shit and a low-life pretentious cocksucker. And I'm looking at this, and I'm reading, and I'm looking at and laughing at some of the memes and whatever. But then out of the blue, out of nowhere, I get a notification. Breaking news, this just in, ESPN alert. The San Francisco 49ers just traded up to the third pick from the number 12 pick, two first-round picks and a third-round third round compensatory pick. And immediately, like, pandemonium ensued. Like, I just, I, I went berserk. I lost it. I was like, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. We don't do shit like that. The 49ers don't make power moves like that. We're usually docile. We usually sit back and just let things happen. We're passive. The 49ers made a power move last Friday. I'm going crazy. Then I get another alert saying that at that, at that moment, Zach Wilson, who I think is the best quarterback in this draft, who I made a podcast about back in November where I said the 49ers should draft Zach Wilson in this uh, 2021 NFL draft. At the moment that the news came out, the 49ers had made this power move and made this trade to move up in the draft. Zach Wilson at the exact same time in Provo, Utah is having his pro day. And in attendance at Zach Wilson's pro day is John Lynch, president and general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. So now I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. 
I'm going even crazier, even more pandemonium. I'm, I'm losing my shit. I'm bouncing off the walls. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It's happening. It's really happening. What I said, what I wanted is finally happening. I don't, of, I don't often get what I want. I don't usually get what I want. But in this regard, I kind of sort of got what I wanted. I wanted the 49ers to make a power move. I wanted the 49ers to trade up, to go get a quarterback, to go identify your franchise quarterback. Who's going to be that guy for the next 10 to 15 years? Identify him and go get him. I couldn't possibly be happier. This is awesome. So I get this news. I'm at work. I'm just... Work is like the furthest thing from my mind. I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm, I'm going to sit here and watch Zach Wilson's Pro Day on company time. Y'all can pay me to watch this shit. I don't fucking care. Nobody's going to say nothing anyway. And I'm watching Zach Wilson's Pro Day. And this guy's out here throwing lasers all over the field. This guy's rolling to his left, not even squaring his body and the shoulders up, flicking the wrist, 50 yards downfield in a corner route, on the money, on target. He's putting on a show, putting on the exhibition. There's people oohing and eye and celebrating. All the women in attendance, the panties got wet whenever he made a great throw. I mean, he was just spectacular. Every throw was on target. You know, he's showing off the arm strength. He's showing off what he can do on platform, off platform, on schedule, off schedule, different arm angles, sidearm, three quarters, over the shoulder. He's giving you everything. He's showing the full repertoire last, last Friday in Provo, Utah. He emptied the clip last Friday. Everything that he put on tape for BYU last year, all the physical tools that he has, the guy's awesome. Like I said, I made an entire podcast. That's If it was up to me, and obviously it's not, but if it, if it were up to me, hypothetically, that's the guy who would be playing quarterback for the 49ers for the next 15 years. He's the guy. In a perfect world, if I was GM in the San Francisco 49ers, it's not even a conversation. It's a slam dunk. It's an open and shut case. I will run to the podium if he's still on the board at number three and hand in my pick to the commissioner that the San Francisco 49ers, with the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Now, it's not a perfect world. It's not even a guarantee he's going to be available at three. I'm just saying, if it were up to me, that's the guy we would pick. It's a no-brainer, without question, no doubt, undoubtedly, unequivocally, no question, Zach Wilson's the guy. You know, I'm just saying, that's just my opinion. Uh, for me, uh, when I evaluate the quarterbacks in this draft class, my evaluations are very similar to Chris Sims's evaluations. They're almost, they almost mirror each other. Uh, he came out with his top five quarterbacks in the draft, and people laughed at him and ridiculed him and mocked him and said, you know, Chris Sims don't, don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Chris Sims is a very respectable football analyst. He wasn't the greatest football player in his time. You know, he had a forgettable career, mediocre by a lot of, um, by a lot of metrics. When he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos, he was certainly not on the same level as his father, Phil Sims, who had so many great years for the New York Giants back in the 80s and 90s. But Chris Sims, as a football analyst, knows what he's talking about. The guy can break down tape, the way he breaks down and disseminates information, the way he can explain the X's and O's and the nuance of the game. You know, I watch pro football talk every day with him and Mike Florio. These guys know what the fuck they're talking about. Daniel Jeremiah, too. But Chris Sims put out his list of the top five uh, quarterback prospects that he had. And like I said, it was the same prospects, the same rankings that I had personally. I, I say Zach Wilson's the best quarterback in this draft, even though the consensus is that Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one in Jacksonville. That's fine. Trevor Lawrence is bigger, stronger than Zach Wilson, played at Clemson, played more high-profile college football games, played in the college football playoff every year. He was in college, won a national championship his freshman season. I get it. He's 6'6". He looks the part. Trevor Lawrence has been the number one pick in the draft for the past four years. Everyone said when Trevor Lawrence comes out, 
he's going to be number one. But I think Zach Wilson does things better than Trevor Lawrence does. I think he has a stronger arm. I think, as I said earlier, he can make more throws, more arm angles, more launch points, more platforms than Trevor Lawrence can. I think he's more accurate. I think he's overall just a better quarterback. Not to say Trevor Lawrence can't be good in the NFL. I think he'll have a good career going to Jacksonville, playing with Urban Meyer, playing in that system. I think it's conducive to his skill set. But I just think I think highly of Zach Wilson. I just put it like that. I just think a whole lot of Zach Wilson as an NFL quarterback and his prospects going forward. But Chris Sims and I both had Zach Wilson number one. Uh, we both had Trevor Lawrence at two. Now, where we differ is that he has Mac Jones at three, and more on him in a little bit. I personally have Trey Lance at three and have Mac Jones at four, and then we both have Justin Fields at number five. So to me, those are the five best quarterback prospects in this upcoming draft. Now, where it gets complicated is the 49ers are drafting at three. They're in pretty much every mock draft that comes out from every respectable draft analyst. Zach Wilson will be going number two to the New York Jets. Unless the Jets decide to shock the world and draft Penny Sewell with the second pick, and bypass Zach Wilson, and he just falls number three to San Francisco. More than likely, it's not going to happen. But it is the Jets. They are a stupid organization. They do dumb things. Um, so it could be not, – not to say that Penny Sewell is a bad player. I'm just saying the obvious pick is Zach Wilson. But it's very complicated because the Jets could very well just be satisfied with Sam Darnold. You might not want to just give up on Sam Darnold so quickly. It depends on what Robert Sala, the former defensive coordinator, current head coach of the New York Jets, wants to do. And also Mike LaFleur, who was the passing game coordinator in San Francisco, who has followed Sala over to the Jets, is now the offensive coordinator. Do they evaluate Sam Darnold and say, we're good with this, he's okay? You know, He struggled early on in his career, but it's not entirely his fault. Look at the circumstances around him. Look at the system that he played in. He played for Adam Gase. I don't think anyone's going to be successful playing for Adam Gase unless you're Peyton Manning and you're already 15 years into your career. Adam Gase is garbage. He's overrated. He never should have, he never should have had the job in the first place. And then you look at the talent that was around Darnold or lack thereof. New York foolishly got rid of Robbie Anderson before last season started. So your best receiver gets traded to Carolina before the season started. You had no running game. Your number one receiver last year was like Jamison Crowder, who on a good team would be a, a three or a two at best. So the Jets could very well look at Sam Darnold and evaluate him and say, well, he's young, too. He's only about 23 or 24 years old. They drafted him in 2018 with a top five pick. Do you just want to scrap Sam Darnold, start all over again with a brand new quarterback and another young rookie quarterback coming in to this situation? Or do you just want to stick with the guy you already have, recognizing his youth, his skill set, his ability, and just try to build around him and try to develop and mentor him and get him playing better football. Darnold's also had his own share of injury issues over there. He had mono a couple of years ago, too, for the Jets. But there's a lot of different ways this can go. They very well could look at Sam Darnold and be like, okay, we're cool with this. We don't need to draft a new quarterback. We already have a guy. If that happens, then Wilson falls number three to San Francisco. And like I said, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Adam Peters, whoever is at, whoever is there, representing the 49ers, whoever is in charge of the 49ers draft pick should run like Usain Bolt to the fucking podium and tell the commissioner, our pick is in, it's Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Now, another hypothetical, let's just say the Jets do decide to draft Wilson and take him with the second pick. Now, the third pick, obviously, is going to be San Francisco, as I already pointed out. They traded up with Miami to get that third pick. At number three, what, what direction do the 49ers go in if Zach Wilson is off the board? 
Me personally, in that situation, I would say take Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is a better long-term quarterback. I think his ceiling is higher than Mac Jones or Justin Fields or anybody else, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond. But those guys won't go to the later rounds anyway. But as far as first-round quarterbacks are concerned, once Lawrence and Wilson are off the board, now you're talking about Trey Lance from North Dakota, Mac Jones from Alabama, or Justin Fields from Ohio State. Here's how you have to realistically look at this. Trey Lance is a better athlete than Mac Jones. So is Justin Fields. Both those guys are better athletes. They're dual-threat quarterbacks that can maneuver out the pocket. They have strong laser arms. Accuracy is touch and go with Fields, a little bit better with Lance. Uh, but the physical char- characteristics are there, and they certainly are better than Mac Jones and what he's bringing to the table. But Kyle Shanahan, historically, you have to look at his track record. Look at Kyle Shanahan's past. Kyle Shanahan historically prefers a certain quarterback, a certain skill set at that position. He likes throwback traditional pocket passers, guys who he knows where they're going to be at. Kyle Shanahan's a control freak. He wants to run his offense his way and no other way. He don't like quarterbacks that deviate from the system. He don't like quarterbacks that improvise. He doesn't like quarterbacks that want to do their own thing from time to time. He draws the play up, plays up a certain way from a schematic standpoint, it all works. Everyone always talks about and raves about the Shanahan system, and, and for good reason. It's an awesome system. As Kyle always points out in the postgame, guys are open on every play. That's correct. Problem is your quarterback can't execute, or your offensive line sucks and didn't give the quarterback enough time. Mike McGlinchey. But Kyle prefers to have a certain archetype at that quarterback position. Kyle is an offensive coordinator in this league has had success with guys like Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Matt Schaub. Those are the type of quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan prefers to have on his team executing and running his offense because he knows where they're going to be and he knows they're going to run the play the exact way he drew it up. That's what he wants. Think about it like this. It's like playing a game of Madden. Now, when you play Madden, you're in control of everything. You're operating the players. You call the plays. You control how fast people run. You control... You know, if you're playing owner mode, you control how much the hot dogs cost at the concessions. You can change the price of the team merchandise and everything. You can build a stadium. You're in control of everything. That's how Kyle Shanahan approaches football. He's a control freak. He doesn't want anybody doing something different. He wants you to do exactly what he told you to do the way he told you to do it. So that's why he prefers to have quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Matt Schaub, because he knows those guys are not going to deviate from whatever the game plan or whatever the play is supposed to be. Kyle Shanahan needs to be in, in the ultimate control. And you draft someone like Trey Lance or Justin Fields, who are, as I said, dual-threat quarterbacks, very athletic, can make plays with their arms and their legs. Sometimes when, when, the, when things break down or if the first read or second read isn't there, their first inclination might be to take off and run. Kyle doesn't want that. A lot of people will point out, well, Kyle has success with Robert Griffin III. He did. Kyle, to his credit, has shown he can devise an offense tailored to a, a player's particular skill set. The problem is he doesn't want to do that. That's not what he really wants to do. He can do it, but he doesn't want to. And when you go back to, to that 2012 draft in Washington, Robert Griffin III was not the pick of the Shanahan family. His father, Mike, was the head coach at that time of the Washington Redskins, Washington pro football team in Landover. Kyle was the offensive coordinator. Neither one of the Shanahan's really wanted Robert Griffin III. That was a Daniel Snyder pick, but they made it work. He was the, the first-round draft pick, second pick overall in that draft, first pick. The first pick of that draft was Andrew Luck, 
and it worked. Robert Griffin III was rookie of the year. They made the playoffs, and then he blew out his knee, and it hasn't been the same since. But for one year, it worked. But they also, in that same draft, selected Kirk Cousins. Rarely, if ever, have you seen a pro football team take two quarterbacks in the same draft. But the Washington football team did that in 2012, taking RG3 in the first round, taking Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. Kirk Cousins is the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan preferred. You know, there's no bigger fan of Kirk Cousins than Kyle Shanahan. And I say all that to say this. When you look at the three quarterbacks who will be available after Lawrence or Wilson, which quarterback is more co- compares more to Kirk Cousins between Matt Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields? It's Matt Jones. Matt Jones is in the same archetype, the same mold as Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Matt Schaub. He processes information quickly. He's accurate. He has great touch on his passes. Not the most mobile guy, a little bit lead-footed in the pocket, but he can step up and climb the pocket and make throws. He can buy time for himself. He's not going to take off and run and deviate from the game plan. He's not going to improvise. He's not going to do what Kyle doesn't want him to do. He's going to do exactly what Kyle tells him to do. So when you really think, when you think about that part, Kyle Shanahan is the head coach. He has a lot of say in this, obviously. He should have a lot of say in this as the head coach, as the offensive coordinator. Who do you think is going to be the pick? I'll tell you who the pick is probably going to be. It's probably going to be Matt Jones. All things being considered, everything I just said, the type of quarterback that Kyle prefers to run his system the way he wants it run, Matt Jones fits that mold better than Trey Lance or Justin Fields does. So when April 29th, 2021 rolls around, and the San Francisco 49ers are sitting there number three, and Zach Wilson has more than likely already been taken. He's already off the board. Don't be surprised if you hear Commissioner Goodell say with the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Mac Jones, quarterback from the University of Alabama. Do not be surprised when that happens. Would it be my pick? No. As I said, I would take Lance if Wilson's off the board. But I'm not Kyle Shanahan. He is. Kyle Shanahan's the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Matt Jones' pro day is tomorrow. I think Lynch and Shanahan are going to be there. They're going to send Adam Peters, I think, to uh, Justin Fields' pro day in Columbus. And that was the last thing I read. But, you know, Coach Shanahan and John Lynch will be in Tuscaloosa for Matt Jones' pro day tomorrow to get a, a better look at him. And like I said, he, he's the type of quarterback that Kyle wants. It would not surprise me if Mac Jones is the guy. A lot of 49er fans will be pissed off and upset and disappointed, depressed and melancholy and crestfallen if that happens. But so what? So be it. You're still going to root for the 49ers anyway. You're still going to claim to be a part of the faithful, right? So it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what Kyle thinks. Mac Jones is probably going to be the guy. You know, Much to the chagrin and dismay of many 49er fans, but like I said, Kyle don't give a fuck what you think. Kyle wants to do what he wants to do. And Kyle likes Mac Jones. That's the quarterback he prefers. I'm just telling you right now, don't be surprised if and when it does happen. It could, because you got to look at it like this. If you take Trey Lance, the consensus on him is that he's a project. He's raw. It's going to take him about a year to sit and wait and watch and develop. Now, in a hypothetical scenario, what you could do is you could draft Trey Lance, right? And you keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the payroll. And you try to recreate what Kansas City did in 2017 when they drafted Patrick Mahomes and allowed him to sit for a year behind Alex Smith and be mentored and be nourished and developed. And then in 2018, they got rid of Smith. He signed with Washington. And then Patrick Mahomes took over as a starter. The QB won for the Kansas City Chiefs and the rest is history. 
That's a complicated scenario because it hinges on a number of factors. Number one, does Jimmy Garoppolo even want to mentor a young quarterback? There's reports coming out today from Matt Mayoko, a longtime respected reporter for the 49ers out here in the California Bay Area. Uh, Matt Mayoko reported that Jimmy Garoppolo was frustrated, was unhappy when he found out the news that San Francisco had traded up last Friday to get a third pick and more than likely to take a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is reportedly upset about that, uh, to which I would say this is a business, Jimmy. Be a professional. And if you don't want the team you're playing for to move up and take a young rookie quarterback, then maybe you should have played better. Or maybe you should have played more. Be on the field. Don't miss 23 games in three years. Don't twice have a touchdown to interception ratio of 7 to 5. Don't completely shit the bed in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 54, going 3 for 13, 36 yards, no scores, an interception, and a quarterback rating of 2.8. And also three consecutive three and outs, which completely decimated your defense and fatigued them and had them on the field for 79 snaps versus the most explosive offense in pro football, culminating in blowing a 10-point lead and losing Super Bowl 54. This is, as I said earlier, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. The NFL stands for not for long. You can be here today. You can be gone tomorrow. Jared Goff led the L.A. Rams to Super Bowl 53 in 2018, he's gone. They made a move. They went out and got Matt Stafford. Jared Goff's in Detroit now. Carson Wentz was playing MVP caliber football for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017. He's gone. They moved on with Jalen Hurts, and they might even replace him in this draft. There's always talk, all types of chatter about Philadelphia probably taking a quarterback or potentially taking a quarterback in the first round this year. Quarterbacks come and go. Unless you're at the elite upper echelon, your job is not safe. There's no threat to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City because he's the best quarterback in pro football. And Josh Allen in Buffalo does not have to worry about the Bills trading up to number three to draft his potential replacement because Josh Allen's awesome and he plays a high level of pro football. Russell Wilson ain't got to worry about Seattle doing that to him because Russell Wilson plays football every week and plays at a high level. The elite, top-tier, upper-echelon quarterbacks ain't got to worry about that because they perform, they deliver, they get the job done. And at the very least, they show up to work every week. Jimmy doesn't show up to work every week. So when you're injured more than you're available, and when you are available, you're just okay, and there's certain limitations to your game, and Kyle can't open up the entire playbook like he wants to, then they're probably going to start looking for your replacement because you're not on the field every week. So many 49er fans complain about Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, but they celebrate and love and adore Jimmy and have so much adulation for Garoppolo. You wouldn't have to see Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard play quarterback if Jimmy Garoppolo was on the field. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't foolishly lower his shoulder in Kansas City in 2018, try and take on a defender to get extra yardage, and in the process blows his knee out and is out for the season. You wouldn't have to put up with C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins sticking up to join every week as San Francisco limps to a 4-12 finish. Same thing last year. You wouldn't have to worry about C.J. and Nick throwing picks or missing wide-open players or fumbling snaps or just doing just, just being inept because their ceiling is so low because one of them is a third-round draft pick and the other one's an undrafted free agent. There's only so good they could be. There's only so much talent both of those guys have. You wouldn't have to worry about seeing those guys play if the guy taking up $27 million on the salary cap could figure out a way to stay on the field and play football every week. The best ability you can have is availability, as the great Herm Edwards once said, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not available. So I think it's stupid and ridiculous for him to express in the media to someone like Matt Mayoko 
that you're frustrated by what's going on. You should be frustrated with yourself. You did this to yourself. You're not on the field. And when you are on the field, you're not that good. Only a handful of routes you can throw with confidence. A slant, a curl, a dig, a screen, an angle, Texas route. That's about it. Very seldom, if ever, will you see Jimmy throw a go route, a corner, a post, a wheel route, something down the field, a seam, a sluggo, something down the field with confidence and complete it and make an accurate throw to his receiver. Very rarely will you see that. You haven't seen that much. You didn't see it at all last season. For the six games he actually did play last season, you never saw it. This is why your team decides we're going to go in a different direction. We're going to move on and get someone else. But going back to my a point I made, if you were to draft Trey Lance, does Jimmy even want to be here anymore? Based on what he told Matt Mayoko, I don't think he wants to be here anymore. So if that's the case, oblige him and get rid of him and sit in the process, save $25 million. Because this quarterback who misses more games than he plays is taking up 15% of the salary cap and will cost you over $25 million if he's on the, on the payroll on the team past June 1st. So if you're going to draft Mac Jones because you think he's the most pro-ready day one NFL quarterback available of the three guys between him, Lance, and Fields, like I said, Lance is a project. I think Fields also be a project. I don't think Fields is ready to play from day one. But the consensus on Mac Jones, because of his ability to process information, because he played in a pro-style offense at Alabama last year, because he played against top-level competition in the SEC, the consensus is that he's ready to play from day one. So that eliminates the whole scenario of drafting Trey Lance and having Jimmy Mensorm because Jimmy, as I said, probably doesn't want to do that, probably doesn't even want to be in San Francisco anymore. So you just take that off the table. You draft Mac Jones is ready to play from day one. And on top of that, the actual real-life Alex Smith is available still. You can go get him and let him mentor the young quarterback. He's shown in the past. He doesn't mind doing that. He did that with Colin Kaepernick. Well, the first time he was in San Francisco, he did it with Patrick Mahomes, as I said earlier. So if Jimmy doesn't want to be the mentor, and Jimmy shouldn't want to be the mentor, he's 30 years old. You would think in his mind he probably has about five to ten years left, but at the rate he gets injured, who knows? But Jimmy probably doesn't want to be the mentor. He probably doesn't. Some quarterbacks don't want to do that. Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh never wants to be the mentor to a young quarterback. He didn't want. He never tried to help out Mason Rudolph. Brett Favre with Green Bay didn't want to be a mentor to Aaron Rodgers. I get it. You're used to being a starting quarterback. You're used to being the guy. You took your team to a Super Bowl. Why two years later, three years later, now you're being relegated to being a lame duck quarterback for one more year? to keep the seat warm, basically, and get this new guy ready to take your job. I understand it from Jimmy's perspective. Why would you want to do that? So let's just make everyone happy, make everyone involved happy. Let's oblige Jimmy, get rid of him. If Mac Jones is the guy, if that's who Kyle Shanahan wants and has identified as being the man who's going to save or protect and keep his job, fuck it. Go draft Mac Jones, get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, let's move forward. This team is ready to win. They are good on both sides of the ball in multiple positional groups. Continue to be assertive. Continue to be aggressive. Go get Matt Jones if that has to be the guy and move the fuck on. As I said, Matt Jones will not be my first pick, but if he is the pick, I'll be happy with it. I'll be content with that. I don't hate Matt Jones. I don't, like I said, in my personal quarterback evaluations for the quarterbacks coming out in this year's NFL draft, Matt Jones, to me, is the fourth best quarterback in that draft. So if you can't get the top two, which are Wilson and Lawrence. And if you don't want Lance and Fields because they don't fit what you're trying to do schematically, and Mac Jones does fit what you do schematically, then go get Mac Jones.
I think it'll be a good pick. I think he's a good player. I think he projects well to the NFL. I think he'll have a great career. There's criticism of Matt Jones because of the way he looks, and he has a dad bod, and he's not the most athletically gifted person. He's not the most physically imposing person. I could care less. This is not a this is not a weightlifting competition. This is not a bodybuilding competition. It's not about who looks better with their shirt off. Pause if necessary. It's about who plays the position of quarterback better. And Matt Jones, I think, is a pretty good quarterback who could have a pretty good, should have a pretty good career in the NFL. The only issue I would have with the Matt Jones pick is did you really have to move up to the third pick to get Matt Jones? All the draft boards and mock drafts I've seen have him being available at the 12th pick, which the Niners already had due to the 6-10 and 10 finish they had last season. I'm not sure if you had to move up to number three to get Matt Jones. I would think if you're going to move up to number three, you're going to get Trey Lance because Trey Lance is a projected top five pick. Um, so I'm, I do question if Matt Jones is the pick, I do question why San Francisco had to trade two first-round draft picks and a compensatory third pick to move up to get a guy who's not projected to be off the board that early. Uh, that would be the only issue I would have with the pick. The player himself, Mac Jones, just as an individual football player from the way I evaluate him, from the way other people evaluate him, I think he's a good player. But my, my point of contention would be, did you really have to move up and trade that much draft capital for the future to go get Mac Jones? Uh, I don't know. Only, only time will tell. There's only one way to find out. Um, just got to take a wait-and-see approach. But uh, that's just my opinion, my two cents, my breakdown of what I think is going to happen with the 2021 NFL draft, my reaction to San Francisco finally making a grown man power move, moving up in the draft to the third spot to select their future franchise quarterback for Kyle Shanahan to finally go out and get his guy to run his offense the way he wants to run it. Uh, let me know what you think. If you agree, disagree, that's fine. We can have a conversation about it. But that's, once again, is my two cents on the matter. Uh, if Mac Jones is the guy, then I'll support that. I think he's a good quarterback, as I've already articulated. So uh, we shall see. But uh April 29th, 2021, we will definitely find out for sure. It should be fun. NFL offseason continues to be fire, continues to be awesome. On the edge of my seat waiting for what's going to happen next. Was on the alert for some late-breaking news from Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, or Albert Breer, or Daniel Jeremiah, or whoever, Chris Sims, whoever talks football that I watch every day. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Once again, 49ers, NFL draft, big moves, big things happening is awesome. They finally did what I told them to do. And so maybe they're listening. If Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are listening, I appreciate the support. Always humble, always grateful. Just like I appreciate the support from all of you, uh, from anyone who is listening, always humble, eternally grateful. Thank you for listening to the Deion Gordon Podcast. Picture me rolling. I'm out.